Welcome to Change the Record, a podcast brought to you by Tag Magazine. We bring you the stories that we hope open your eyes to what you can achieve when people work together to change the record. If you enjoy this podcast series, please consider liking, subscribing and sharing. You can also follow us on our social media channels or be sure to check at tagmagazine.com for further updates. Enjoy! Exactly one year ago, Black Lives Matter protests took place all over the world and the racism debate also reached the electronic music industry. But I would like to know how much of that is left 12 months later. Um, that's why I've invited DJ and radio host Nix, who is the co-founder and director of the Black Artists Database. Welcome Nix, thank you for taking the time to answer my questions. Thank you for having me, thanks for inviting me on. <laughs> So one of the most obvious forms of racism in the electronic music industry is the underrepresentation of black artists at major festivals and clubs. But how else does racism manifest itself? I mean, there's so many there's so many levels to it um, being underpaid. Um, if you look at the kind of structures, so like who's at the top, who are the bookers? who are the curators, um, they're not black folk. So naturally you've got a lot of white guys who are booking lineups or who are creating festival lineups and parties um, who just look within their inner circles, which aren't diverse to book people. So there's so many layers from who's doing the booking, who's doing the creating. Um, what even down to like the genres of music that's being played and who's it being attributed to. You know, we've seen a lot of, we hear a lot of music that has originated from Detroit and Chicago and such places where these sounds started in marginalized group of black folk and now they're being played by white folk from Europe and no attributions being made um and it's just the, mon the monopolization of the entire industry you know how can an industrial scene which was built off the work and off the back of a community now not give any ode to that community you don't see their faces you don't hear them they're not being paid they're not being put at the forefront they're not at the center of it and it's essentially like a form of exploitation and actually in a much more kind of in a more not hyperbolic but in a much more macro scale it is essentially kind of colonial like mechanisms that are being that are here at play because exploitation in that sense derives from you know in a colonial sense, you take from other people things that don't belong to you and use it to benefit yourself, whether it's monetarily, whether it's um, to showcase or leverage yourself. So it, it, it's, it's um, you know, if you really analyse the kind of the, the tools and the mechanisms behind it, it all derives from a very colonial um, standpoint. Um, and in recent years, I mean, we've seen a significant shift in, in the focus on, on women, at least in the DJ industry. Um, but do you feel like the same goes for Black female DJs? No. So feminism, at least the term feminism in the UK, caters to white women, white middle-class women. That's what the term feminism means. Without it saying white middle-class women, the term feminism is occupied by white middle-class women. Therefore, if you look at any sort, all the kind of female empowering which actually kind of take it a stretch too far. A lot of them kind of encompass 
female, non-binary and trans. But actually, if you look at a lot of these groups, they're all straight, middle-class white women. None of them are trans or non-binary. But that's another that's another conversation in itself. Um, so the term feminism doesn't include black women, doesn't include lesbians, doesn't include trans, doesn't include non-binary, doesn't include any of the marginalised groups. Um, so, yeah, if you look at the kind of narrative that was pushed over the past four or five years, Yes, you, there was an increase in women headlining festivals, in women hosting radio shows, in women being on the forefront of created like lineups and stuff. But they were all white European women. Um, and then what has kind of happened is you then see the same five white European women being recycled and recycled and recycled on the same festivals over and over again. Um, so you kind of have to, and unfortunately, because no no person wants to have to kind of shout I'm a black person or I'm a trans person and exclaim it just to be heard but actually you kind of have to own your own you have to own it because right now feminism has been owned by like white European middle class women it doesn't it's non-inclusive so um yeah and I and I even like I struggle to think there's probably like a couple of female DJs that have kind of grown and blew up in the past four or five years um but they're not full black necessarily and again, they're European, so it's very exclusive that term. But now, in, in general, I mean, we had Black Lives Matter a year ago, as I was saying earlier, and um, now Corona pandemic um, gave people a lot of time to think about what they want the industry to look like in the future. Um, clubs and festivals are slowly starting to reopen. Um, do you think anything has changed in terms of racism? So I've been asked this quite a few times. And look, from my perspective where I am sat in the UK, there have been some micro changes, like micro scale changes. But if you look at the changes that have been made, it's being made by the oppressed. And again, it just kind of, it, it just proves the point of, the hard work being done by the same marginalised people. Um, on a macro scale, not really, because it has to take the larger venues, the larger festivals, the larger bookers, the larger, you know, platforms, the larger publications who monopolise the industry, who have the power to make the change for the change to happen. And that change doesn't happen. And I think really and truly... The only way this change will happen is if these people that monopolise the power are truly altruistic in that they sacrifice the space that they occupy and say, I no longer am going to occupy this scene. This group of people will. That's the only way that this change will happen. Of course, there were a lot of you know large companies who put out pledges and... Um, I think there have been some performative changes. Sorry, there's been some performative actions which may have brought around change which is for the immediate gratification. But in terms of the kind of long-term gratification and the sustainability behind it, I don't think there's been much that's gone on. And honestly, without even blowing the trumpet of BAD, BAD is probably one of the only things that has come out of the year which is actually on a large enough scale to bring about sustainable change and structural change because it you know you know um 
a few black writers to write about a black topic on a publication in Black History Month. That's not that, that's not bringing anything sustainable, like at all. So I think on a micro scale, and the macro scale changes that are happening, unfortunately, are coming from the black folk who are doing a lot of the groundwork, not from the larger publications who have the money and the resource to make the change and the power to make the change so what would you like to see instead what sort of changes um would you like to see instead um what needs to happen to to create not just a non-racist but an actively anti-racist industry Mm. i mean like that's a big question because i guess that comes from capitalism so like we live in a capitalist society which is why racism exists which is why sexism exists which is why homophobia exists which is why poverty exists if we lived in a socialist or communist society these things would exist to a less degree or wouldn't exist so we'd have to dismantle capitalism in the in the first place but if we're looking at it in a kind of we we maneuver in the electronic world there needs to be like some true giving up of space like and literal handing over of resources monetary resources, power, structural, the people who own these big platforms need to literally be altruistic and sacrifice what they own and give it over. Because even if, you know, these big companies are trying to implement internal changes, these internal changes are all coming from white guys who, at the end of the day, black folk aren't on top of your priority list. Um, And I think until that true sacrifice happens, where people are saying, we are going to give this to these people at no cost. No, A non-transactional kind of sacrificial um, behaviours needs to start to happen in a very truly altruistic way. But that's going to require a lot of sacrifice. Are people really, are people willing to give up their power? Are people willing to give up their resources? Are people willing to give up money? Are people willing to give up the kind of social capital that they have? Um, and this is not to be said in like a kind of white saviour manner. This is to be said in like, I'm going to do this and that's it nothing transactional nothing can return um yeah that's pretty much what where I think we're at <laughs> with how the actual change needs to come and it, it's and it's not radical it might sound radical but it's not because until that happens we can every year keep having we're going to pledge to this we're going to pledge to that but nothing structural will change I agree I agree um but moving on to your own um projects now um as i was mentioning earlier you're the co-founder and director of the crowdsource like artist database formerly known as black bandcamp and it started as a spreadsheet in june last year and if i'm right it currently hosts about 3500 black owned record labels artists and producers and bands um can you maybe tell me a bit more about what your goals are with with this platform yeah i mean i guess the original goal which is still the goal was to create something that would be putting black artists at the forefront and at the center um and now it's grown and continues to grow so hopefully with that growth we're you know in that same vein leveraging black artists on a global and international scale which is something that's really important it's like the, there are artists from so many different parts of the world, different continents. Um, and I guess like the goal is just to, for that database to grow and grow and grow, but also for the users to engage with it. Because the idea is that people should be 
using the platform to discover new music, to discover new artists, to to have a bit more of a conscious and expanded music discovery process, um, discover a new genre, discover new artists from a different from a new continent, discover a new sound, and it should hopefully like become a part, should be embedded, particularly with like electronic music DJs, and you know especially now you know clubs are starting to open up and people are starting to dig for more new music. It should be a part of the process where you're digging for new music from for black artists, so then you're then playing more black music when you go out to play at a gig, which then Clara will Shazam, and then she'll then go and purchase that music from that black artist, and it will just become a cycle. You're, for your radio shows, you're increasing the number of black artists being played. You know, there's so many elements to it that it should hopefully actually genuinely create change, and then the end goal is to put money back into the pockets of artists. Um, because as we've just mentioned, like artists have just been continuously underpaid in this scene and not put at the forefront and just literally, you know, at the periphery, periphery of it all. And now's the time for them to be at the centre. We've actually almost reached the end of this episode of Change the Record. Um, at the end, I would like to ask you um, if you could give me some more um, positive examples, initiatives, for example, that are fighting racism in the music industry and that maybe our listeners should check out. Or maybe there are some other things that, you know, each mm. and every one of us can do to, to support the fight against racism um, that, you know, go beyond posting black squares on Instagram um, because in the end, that's not going to help mm. the, the artists, obviously. Mm. Yeah, so there's a really good platform called Dweller, which is run by Frankie, who runs Discwoman. And actually, the past year, she and the team have put a lot of hard work into pushing out a lot more content into, in the form of editorial pieces, which really provide a really expansive historical insight into like black music, black artists, and the history of black folk. And they're a great, they're a great, they're a really good um, platform. Um, and they've covered a lot of like content over the past year. They're great. Um, so they're one to check out. Um, I'd also say like in a broader sense, there have been, you know, publications and platforms that have actually, so I'm going to mention We Are Europe, um, who are a new kind of platform powered by like Sonar and On Sound and such festivals who have like put together this new platform where they showcase kind of 64 individuals and the first they've got a real diverse set of individuals who are actual um change they're actually changing the game like they're actual change makers and like game changers in the scene and actually bring about change um so that's a platform that's a platform to look out for and see like what change makers they've got listed on the website and check those individuals out because there's so many people doing so many great things um yeah well thank you very much again for for being here with me today um well i hope that the electronic music industry will take more of your advice in the future and of course um also check out um the black artist database awesome Thank you for listening to Change the Record. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please like, subscribe and share it with others. To catch all the latest features, news and tutorials, you can follow us on social media or visit attackmagazine.com. <laughs>